Hi, everybody, and good morning. A beautiful morning, at least where I am. I hope it is where you are as well. And we are here to talk about the plants at your place, gardening, that is, and uh, urban gardening. And, uh, Jared, if your uh, post on the on the call screen page says test 4.5, man, we are rocking. If it says something else, we are not rocking. So, all right, he says, there we go. So we must be rocking, folks. I had a download on my on my uh, OS last night, my iMac. Seven hours? What are you talking about seven hours? So I just went to bed. I said, that's enough. It can do it overnight. And I got up, and now it needs to be installed, and that was another hour and a half. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, but maybe when I get home, everything will be working right. I hope you're having a great day. I've already been out to a garden center this morning and bought myself a replacement holly. I have one that just never did recover from my letting it get too dry. Five or six years ago, it dropped a bunch of lower leaves. You know, you hear me talk about you need to hand water new plants uh, for the first couple of years, and I missed one time on that beautiful holly. It was a little uh, conical holly about five feet tall, and I missed one time and let it get drier than it should have been one time and uh, that meant that uh, it was forever scarred because it dropped a bunch of lower leaves and I needed to have it full to the bottom and I thought well I'm going to penalize myself and wait and be patient and my patience wore out and I'll, I'll pot it up and turn it into a tree form and plant it again somewhere but not there I need a, a fuller plant to the base there uh, because I have a water faucet behind it and a hose coiled up, and uh, you don't need to hear all that. But I went shopping this morning, and, and it's nice to see nursery stock out in nurseries and Christmas trees arriving. So it's that transition season. Hey, let's talk about your plants, So Enough about me. Uh, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. No, I'll tell you one other thing that, that tickled me this week. We had our two two of our grandsons, the two youngest, of four, and uh, one is 12, one is 10, and the 10-year-old has a an instant uh, sense of humor, and <laughs> they came in from being outside. We had them last weekend after all radio was over, and, and uh, Grandma said, my wife said, uh, let's see, how'd she phrase it? Here come my two favorite grandsons. And Nolan turned to Joe and said, Joe, we finally made the list. <laughs> so anyway, we have four, and I guess he figured that he was they were numbers three and four. Um, so let's talk about your plants, 888-256-1080. I'm trying something, and now I can see one thing I have to adjust. I came in early today. I'm trying incandescent lights. I have left the studios every week for six months now with just incredible vertigo and migraines. I've had to call my wife to come get me several times. Um, I have migraine-associated vertigo, and I finally decided over this week, sitting at home wondering, why does it happen on Saturdays and Sundays? I have, an, I have two other programs that I do. And I thought, you know what, it could be the fluorescent lights in that office. Um, and uh, so I'm working with an incandescent, an old antique lamp that I have, and... So we're going to see, but it's putting a glare on, on a couple things that I read. So, but anyway, 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. We have Laura in Brenham is already uh, on hold, and so I better quit talking and 
get on with the program. That's uh, what you listen to a radio program for, the uh, content, not the dribble. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour here in the, uh, in the middle of November. So anyway, let me uh, get to my first break, and then we'll go right away. Jared uh, Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones, and uh, his will be the first voice that you will hear, a very fine man, and you'll enjoy visiting with him. He will want to know the city from where you call or the, the, the nearest city if you're out in the country or if you're in a very tiny community. Let him know the, the nearest uh, city that I'll recognize, and uh, then and I know Texas pretty well. And uh, then uh, the nature of your question, what the plant is that you're want, wanting to know about. I don't do uh, agronomic crops. I don't do pastures and field crops. I do urban horticulture, and, and I'll do my very best to help you. So 888-256-1080. We're here until noon. All right. I need to warn you that this is the last day that I will be doing this ad. And uh, from this point on, it will be a different price and it will be a different message. This is my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. And it's a very special sale that I have for you for Christmas orders of the book. It's the perfect gift that could be used and remembered for years by your friends and your family and you and anybody else that you want to gift with this. Maybe it's a business acquaintance. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback book printed on high-quality paper and printed in San Antonio. I wanted to keep Texas business alive. I sign every copy as it sells. We've uh, sold about 70,000 copies of the book, and I've signed all but the very first couple of thousand that came off the press and needed to go into the mail immediately. But all the rest I have signed and would be happy to do so. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Eleven chapters covering lawns and landscapes, flowers, fruit and vegetables. We're in the fifth printing of the book, about to finish up the fifth printing. Sixth printing will have to become sometime early next year. Chapter two is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything. By the way, that sixth printing will have no changes in the content of the, of the text. So you don't have to worry about, oh, man, I better wait and get that sixth printing. It'll have a bunch of changes. No, it won't. Satisfaction is guaranteed or you'll get a full refund, no questions asked. Those 70,000 copies have sold. I've not been asked to refund one penny at this point. So that's pretty good evidence. I think you'll be happy with the book. Now, the book is $36.95 plus tax and postage. That is your regular price. And if you buy one book, that's what you would pay. But here is the holiday gift offer, and it is good through Tuesday, November 15 only. The first book regular price the best discount I have ever offered at Christmas. The second and third books are only $31 each, almost a $6 discount each. By shipping together, you'll save on the postage as well. They go to the same mailing address, and they're only $31 a piece for the second and third books. Now, I sign every copy, and so I'd love to hear from you, but this is the last day that I'll be giving you this message. There are two ways you can order. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You order from my website, 
neilsperry.com. There's a lot more information about the book there. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. That's the better way. But you can call my office Monday or Tuesday at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But so you don't forget, the best way, the better way, is to order now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Last call. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. But let's do some math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. That happens with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design. And they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. You add style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller Metal Building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-2-683553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, uh, Kelly, very, very much. Kelly Robinson there, my friend of many, many years. All right, let's fill up the phone lines. We have three lines available. How hard would that be? You want to talk plants? Let's do so. 888-256-1080. There's a, a period in here of about six or seven weeks where it is like pulling hen's teeth to get people to call. Ratings of all my programs, I see those ratings periodically, and they're strong as can be. Calls, not so strong. <laughs> so this is your chance. If you have something you've been wanting to ask, don't say, hey, man, I call all the time and I never can get through. That isn't the case. If you uh, are trying right now, you can call right now and get through. Jared is sitting there reading the newspaper, I, I think. I can't see that studio, but that's that's my guess. 888, probably checking the sports scores. 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We go to Laura in Brenham. Laura, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, we have a crepe myrtle that's probably about... 12, 14 foot high, and all this, since we've had the freeze, it's turning black. Like it's got a mold all on it. All right, and this is mainly on the trunk and the and the twigs? Yes. Okay, that is called sooty mold, and hear me very carefully and very closely, because a lot of people ask about that, and... Um, I like to compare it to banging your head into a brick wall and saying, I have a headache. And somebody says, why are you banging your head into the wall? Well, I don't know, but I really have a headache. And to which I would say, why don't you stop banging your head into the wall? And then the headache will go away. There is another problem that is causing the sooty mold. 
And so don't worry about the sooty mold. It's showing up because of something else. You get rid of something else and the sooty mold will disappear. Sooty mold is not harmful. It does not do any damage to the plant. If you laid a, if you set a concrete uh, uh, bench uh, beneath the crepe myrtle, it would get sooty mold. So obviously the sooty mold is not pulling any life out of the plant, just like it wouldn't pull it out of the, the concrete bench. Um, sooty mold is living off honeydew that, that insects uh, secrete. You still there, Laura? I'm still there. Yeah. I'm just wondering, what can we do? Do I'm, we spray I'm, it with I'm, something? I'm or? getting there. I'm getting there. Just oh, okay. please bear with me. I heard all kinds of dialing things, and I thought maybe we'd lost the connection. The sooty mold is is existing off what's called honeydew that is excreted by two insects, one or the other, or both. It could either be crepe myrtle aphids, or it could be crepe myrtle bark scale. And I'll, I'll describe both of them, and I'll tell you where I have written all of this up on a website. Um, to control the sooty mold, you just ignore it, and you go back in the, in the life cycle, and you control the insects. Uh, crepe myrtle bark scale uh, comes aboard on, on crepe myrtles in the early summer, uh, and crepe myrtle aphids generally show up in July and August. Both of them will leave the leaves and the stems very sticky, clear sticky. It's called honeydew, like little drops of, of honey, tiny drops of honey. If you look against the uh, the crepe myrtle in, in daylight with the sun behind the crepe myrtle, you'll see driplets coming down like little mist, and that's the honeydew. It will accumulate on the stems and on the leaves and on anything beneath the plant. On Like I say, on a concrete bench, I have a pecan tree, and honeydew accumulates on my pavestone driveway. I have to power wash my pavestone driveway every few years. So that's that's what sooty mold is. It is not the problem. It will not hurt the plant. It will come off as the as the crepe myrtle changes its bark. The bark peels off in the spring, and the sooty mold will be gone. Uh, it may take a couple of years, but it will be gone. So don't worry. You can wash it with a sponge and soapy water if you want to. Do not worry about spraying for sooty mold. Spray with an insecticide, or treat with an insecticide, I should say, to control the insects. The control for the insects is a systemic insecticide, and it's a mouthful to say it. And I'll tell you where you can find the, the write-up on it. Uh, it's imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. It's the most common insecticide in the world today. It's a systemic insecticide, imidacloprid. You put it on as a soil drench the middle of May before the crepe myrtles start to bloom. It is taken into the, uh, into the tissues of the crepe myrtle, and it's waiting. And then when these insects come along and start sucking the sap out of the crepe myrtle, it kills them, and they, they die, and they are never a problem. There's no, no honeydew, therefore no sooty mold. That's the long and extremely uh, accurate answer. You can find all of that written up on crepemyrtletrails.org. I'm a founding member of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney Foundation. Uh, we've planted thirty to 40,000 crepe myrtles in McKinney, and that website has that under basic care, crepemyrtletrails.org. And uh, it's C-R-A-P-E, CrepeMyrtleTrails.org. Thank you. You betcha. I will do that. I didn't wear you out. You have a great... No, sir. 
All right. I'm, I, I'm like one of these people I like to learn. I may well, be 68 years old, but I still like to learn. Well, I'm older than you are, and I like to learn, too. There's a lot of good information on that website. I hope you enjoy going there. Thanks for calling very Thank much. Thank you. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Kevin in Corpus Christi. And, uh, Kevin, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I've got a bunch of uh, tomatoes. I uh, I put the seed a couple weeks ago in styrofoam cups, and they're all doing pretty good. They're spouting like crazy. And um, I'm getting ready to put them in the ground, and I wanted to know what I needed to do uh, to prepare that ground area and, and to uh, actually feed these things. And how many can I put in? I, I've got all... Almost all the seeds seem to be germinating, so I've got way, way more than I have room for. Uh, so uh, how many tomato plants and how close can they be together? All right, you're, you're uh, very close to making a very bad mistake, so I'll warn you ahead of time. Two, two mistakes, and I'll warn okay. you ahead of time, and you've called ahead of time, and so we can, we can avoid them. It's like warning somebody of a, of a pothole that's coming up. Um, first uh-huh. of all, they're probably too tender to put out right now. You need to harden them. You need to grow them in an intermediate phase. Uh, they're, they're still in the styrofoam cups? Yeah, yeah. All right. They're, I would pot them up individually. I would pot them up individually into four-inch pots, one plant per pot, and grow them until they're about eight inch, seven or eight inches tall, six or eight inches tall. Uh, grow okay. them in full sun. Uh, maybe they can't handle the full sun. Where are they now? Are they in full sun right now? Pretty much, yes. Okay, well, pretty much and yes are two different answers. <laughs> so get them, get them uh, into yeah, full well, sun they, gradually. Go ahead. They definitely are in full sun until okay. way late in the afternoon. Okay, that's good. Uh, it's just it can be pretty. Uh, they can bake really easily, like like we we do the. Well, in Corpus Christi, you have sun all the time, but those of us who live on the other side of the state come out of our caves in in March, and we we're you know just pale skinned, and we sunburn quickly, and that's what a tomato transplant could do if you had it on a windowsill or something. That's what I was worried about. So, but, but they're probably toughened up, but pot them up individually, get them used to outdoor conditions and the wind and, and get them toughened. Um, and, and at least a three inch pot, preferably a four inch pot. Uh, you could use a, a large styrofoam or a large, uh, uh, paper coffee cup with a hole punched in the bottom of either one you could probably do it with that if you don't have the pots you could you could make do but just a large pot where you get a nice sturdy transplant that has a stem the size of a pencil and that is really tough Um, uh, it's not uh, soft and succulent that's what we're trying to get uh, get to and then the second pitfall that i heard kevin is uh, how close can I plant them or how many can I get in a set space? It's better to have a few plants properly spaced than too many close together. Too many of us try to plant too much in a small garden. And you heard that I said us because I've done that so many times. Tomatoes need to be probably oh, four feet apart and uh, put in on... Uh, uh, four feet in each direction and checkerboarded in their rows. And if we get them too close, closer than that, then what happens is they, uh, 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 they, uh, crowd each other and they shade each other too much. And so you need that space. 
I've got yellow pear, romas, and a small red cherry tomato. That's perfect. You made a home run choice on those three. Those are going to bear for you very well, and, and you're going to have hundreds of tomatoes. You don't need to have too many plants because you'll have lots of tomatoes. Find some friends who'd like to have them. Get some really nice uh, uh, transplants ready, and they'll make early Christmas gifts. And and for anybody listening who doesn't know Texas very well, uh, Corpus Christi is a very warm and balmy area. Are you close to the coast? No, I'm in in the city of Corpus Christi, and okay. it's right in the middle of the city. Nonetheless, it, it still is, is quite warm, except February of 2021, <laughs> where, right. where, where all the wheels came off. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. But you, that's, you're well, doing well, great. I hope, I hope you don't have any freezing weather this year. If you do, frost cloth will help you a great deal. It'll gain you four or five degrees of protection. It's called frost well, so, cloth. So far, I've just realized I've got way too many plants. It happens. So, uh, it's not the end of the world, and, and those varieties are not horribly expensive for the seed, so it's not like you invested all your retirement income in them. Right. <laughs> Try to give some away, I guess. Absolutely. It's it's a novelty thing to be giving them in, in November, December, and and uh, people will say, sure, I'll try three or four of them, and, and they may be surprised. Yes, yes. Sir. I hope I hope I helped you. Yeah, you did quite a bit, and... Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll just get the area ready. What about fertilizer or something like that for that area? It's good soil. Don't fertilize until uh, they're in and growing. I'd fertilize them after they've been in the ground a couple of weeks. You can fertilize them once you pot them up after they've been put in the individual pots. You can fertilize them maybe a week later with a water-soluble fertilizer that that has a good bit of nitrogen in it, in, in it, but let them get established for a few days before you do that. So their roots are going to be tender right after you separate them and, and plant them. Right. One other trick that I don't think I've talked about in 20 years on the radio, when you handle transplants, always handle them by their leaves, never by their stems. Tomato transplants, it's very tempting to hold them by their, by their stems. If you damage a leaf, the leaf dies. If you damage a stem by pinching too hard, the plant dies. It's a, just an old trick that a wise professor taught me once in college. That's a long time ago. You've been a great help. Thank you. Thanks for the call. It was fun. Folks, i got to tell you that when I took this, this program statewide and picked up Amarillo and Corpus Christi as stations that would carry it, that is exactly what excited me. I'll get that call talking about planting tomato transplants outside in November. And the next call could be, isn't, but could be from, um, uh, from Amarillo asking about growing tomatoes in a greenhouse and what's the lowest temperature they can handle in a greenhouse because it's expected to go to 10 below zero uh, sometime in the next two weeks in Amarillo, which it isn't, but... You get the picture. I love our state. Isn't this great? Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email, and that happens every Thursday right around 6 o'clock. Now, it's going to happen on Tuesday before Thanksgiving. That's one time that we do it off schedule. But otherwise, it's every Thursday evening. been doing it for 18 years now, and it is very popular. We have right at 80,000 people who subscribe 
and you say subscribe. That sounds like a magazine. That sounds like I get my billfold out to subscribe to something. It is free, and it always will be free. You're going to get five stories. There's just a no no reason it had to be five, but I just wanted it to be like an old-fashioned garden section. One of the stories each week is Gardening This Weekend, where I tell you the things that are most critical to get done that weekend. One of the stories is always a featured question of the week. What uh, What's the most important thing people are doing that weekend and they're asking me about? And one of the stories is a featured plant of the week. This past week's uh, a story had Diane Sitton. She had visited Galveston, the historic East End Gardens. Oh, my goodness, they're beautiful. And she wrote about that. And this coming week, we'll have Stephen Shambly writing. You never know what to expect with Stephen. <laughs> never, ever know. And uh, But otherwise, I write all of the stories for eGardens and love doing it. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. You sign up for it at my website, same place you go to get, and this is the last time I'll warn you of this, that really special low price for the second and third copies of my book that you give as Christmas gifts. All of that is at neilsperry.com. Sign up for eGardens, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on that eGardens tab. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, I'll accept that. Let's go. Uh, 888-256-1080. We have, uh, have a couple of lines open again. 888. You think it's hard now? Wait till between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Man, it is really hard. I have to, I have to pay my friends to call then. Now it's not that bad. Not, <laughs> not that bad. But it is, uh, it is remarkable how it changes right after Christmas and you get into the uh, gardening season and, oh my goodness, it's a busy, busy time. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Mary is at Camp Creek Lake. Mary, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Um, it's not an, um, very important, but I, I have lived at this property for 20 years, and this is the first year I haven't seen an acorn. And I have a, a, a large variety of oak trees on my property, and I was just wondering, is it because of the extreme temperatures last year? I think so, probably, although we had the same uh, experience, uh, same exposure at our house in, in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Actually, in a colder part of DFW, we're in Collin County, and it was four below zero, and I have acorns. I don't have a bountiful crop, but I do have a good many acorns, uh, but I that that got a lot of stuff. The holly crop this year is there aren't as many berries. Everything was just about ready uh, to uh, to 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 bloom, and and by bloom I mean with flowers, and uh, as opposed to a lot of people refer to leafing out as blooming, um, and and it just really shut stuff down. So, or if they did flower, they didn't flower normally. So. I wouldn't worry about it at all. You know, Mary, for, for everybody who notices I didn't have acorns and, and even thinks enough to bother to call and sit on hold for five or ten minutes, I have a hundred people who say, man, can I get rid of these acorns? <laughs> so, oh. anyway. Well, that's the case other years. Other years, I got it. they're as big as two inches, you know, in length. And then this year, not having any at, not having seen any at all. Well, very, one other one other thing I'll tell you. You know that that uh, oaks are alternate bearing 
trees, the, the nut-producing trees like oaks and pecans, will have a big crop one year and a very light crop the next year, and an in-between crop they vary. It's it's uh, like a pipe organ. It, it's they, they don't always have the same amount. And so that part doesn't surprise me. This may have been a down year anyway. But... Uh, but anyway, I wouldn't worry at all. If the plants are healthy, hallelujah. There's so much damage to oak trees themselves across Texas, the live oaks especially, and Schumard red oaks especially. That that's why trying. I was concerned. Yeah. Is this something else that's happening? Now, you would know uh, the bark would be splitting and, and separating from the trunk, and the canopy of the trees would be thinning, and the, the outer branches would be dying back pretty dramatically. So you'd be aware. It sounds, if you have acorns that are that large, it sounds like you have burr oaks, probably. Many varieties of yeah. oak trees here. Yeah, the largest acorns are the burr oaks, Quercus mm-hmm. macrocarpus. Oh, that was just one year that they got that big. <laughs> yeah. And they were like bombs hitting the porch when they that's, hit. That's got to be burr oak. There used to be a beautiful burr oak up by the Systems Administration building on the NM campus. It was a glorious tree. But that's the only one that has acorns that are almost golf ball sized. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, I thank you very much for taking. I'm the glad time you called. Have, have a great call. day. Have and a you great too, day. Sir. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, we'll come back and go to Annie in College Station, and she has an oak question. We'll come to her in just a moment. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, folks. This is my last message for you. This is the last time I will have this message for you um, for my book. Uh, for the uh, Christmas uh, special at the lowest price, the biggest discount that I will offer you. I'll be talking about it as a Christmas gift, but to make sure I get it to you on time, you're hearing about all of the carriers, all of the delivery services. We use the U.S. Postal Service um, because it can be tracked, et cetera, et cetera, but, and, and there are other reasons, but for all of the uh, uh, carriers. They're saying we're having trouble delivering on time. We were supposed to get a, a delivery. I might add the third delivery of a Christmas tree yesterday. First two got thrown out along the road and were damaged, and this is third try, and now it's a day late and because I can't get manpower. Well, that's a different story. But anyway, with my book, I wanted to make sure that I had time to get them all signed and into the U.S. Postal Service. Um, and and to you on time. And so November 15 is the date that I chose as my cutoff date. That's been in effect now for a couple of months I've given you to, to get it ordered. Well, the deadline is coming on Tuesday, and you need to order it by then if you want this biggest discount that I will offer this holiday season. The first book is regular price of thirty six ninety five. The second and third book shipped to the same address, are only $31. That's almost a $6 savings per book. 31 per book for the second and third books shipped to the same mailing address at the same time. And I sign every book as it sells, and uh, I have signed 70,000 books. I guarantee every book uh, or full refund. I've not been asked to refund one penny on any of the books that I've sold so far. This is a book that has 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback, and it was printed on high-quality paper in Texas. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. So you can give it to any friend you have, any relative you have, any business associate, and know that it will be appreciated. It covers lawns and landscapes, flowers, fruit and 
vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything. That alone will pay for this book. It tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're growing. Now, there are two ways you can get this book, and it's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. They both involve my office. You can call my office Monday or Tuesday to get it at this discount. That's 800-752-GROW. That's uh, 9 to 5, Monday or Tuesday. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. This is a totally different book than the old cowboy boot book. Nothing like it. So much better and 30 years younger. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. Dot com. More after these messages. That uh, number is available to you, 888-256-1080. We go to Annie in College Station. Annie, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I So help? excited. Thank you. Okay, so we have these very tall oak trees, but they ha- they're real skimpy little canopies. When we first bought the property three years ago, they thinned all that out cut a bunch of trees down, but they're, they're, does it take time for that canopy to develop or what kind of oak trees or should I replace? Are these native oaks? Is this out, is this out in They've a, been there a long time. Yeah. Is this out in, okay. How old is the neighborhood? South, it's South College Station, Straw All right. Road. All right. I grew up in College Station, but when I moved away to go to Ohio State, the town had 7,000 people. I think it's changed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so my question is how my question is how old uh, what I'm trying to establish is are these native post oak trees? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I'm not good with the trees. All I right. know it's so, oak tree. So so it. listen to me, hear me. Uh, what I'm asking then okay. is how old is this neighborhood? How old are the houses? Ours is nineteen seventy six. All right, that answers what I need to know. And when did they thin the trees? Three years ago. And the reason for thinning them was? Uh, they were real, They were just jam-packed. There was a lot of yopon, and you, just, you couldn't move around in there. The, the property sat empty for almost a year. And that was, they thinned them only on your property? Yeah, uh, yes. This was not an HOA kind of a thinning through the whole neighborhood or anything? No, no, sir. No, sir. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm tuned in now. Um if you if you thin a mature tree all the way up and down, uh, it's not likely that it's going to put out more branches down below. Um, it may fill out farther up. Uh, oh, I'm hearing a lot of tones. It's an odd sensation. Oh, I'm I'm in a lot of traffic. I'm sorry. No, no, it's just electronic tones, like our equipment is doing something odd. Um, but anyway. Uh, Time will tell if they will fill back in. If you thin, for example, one live oak tree, the evergreen type of of oak, if you thin one live oak out in the middle of a yard, it will fill back in. But if you have old post oak trees that get thinned, they they don't come back and fill in in the same way. So it would help to know what they are and to see the situation. But they should be filling in after three years if they're going to. And, well, uh, and I might have, and I might have misspoke when I say thinned out. The they cut a bunch of other trees to give trees room. All right, 
Well, give it time. It it takes a while okay. for the forest to rebuild itself and to and to fill in. So yes, if you had a, a certified arborist do that work for you, somebody who is a yeah. a really good forester, then uh, they'll they they knew what they were doing. They'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to you don't want to fertilize the trees and do a lot of watering and other things. Uh, if you if you have the native post oaks that are native in Brazos County. In all the wooded areas of Brazos County, you drive down the street and you see vacant areas along streams and other places that have the the oaks with the rounded lobes and and the leaves that are not as not any bigger than your hand. Those are post oaks, Quercus stellata. Oh, okay. And those do not like us. They do not like humans. As soon as you start doing anything around them in terms of cutting water lines in, changing the grade by adding soil around them fertilizing and watering heavily you do any of that kind of stuff and they pout and die and stick their tongues out at you you don't want to do anything let them go thinning is okay but don't do anything heroic to try to make them grow faster just let them go at their own pace ignore them what kind of oak tree is the one that has the big beautiful canopy well, that that's a matter of what you consider big and beautiful. You know, my wife uh, is you, fond of me, but most women road, would not be. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> when you're driving down the road and you look across in a guy's pasture and there's these beautiful oak trees out there. I, I, I can't answer that. I love all oaks. The big spreading oaks that come back and touch the ground. And for example, the century oak on the A and M campus by the uh, academic building. That's a live yes. oak. That's Quercus virginiana. That's the only oh. evergreen oak that we have commonly in in central Texas in Brazos County, and and it's not native okay. in Brazos County. But that's that's what I would consider to be the the magnificent oak of of Texas. You get down into Brenham in Washington County, and they are native, and they're beautiful on those hillsides. So that if that's what you're talking about, that's live oak. Okay. But there there are bur oaks and water oaks and willow oaks and and Schumard red oaks. There are lots of different oaks in Brazos County, my hometown. So I got to run. They killed us when they had to cut the yeah. trees. But yeah. thank you I got, very much. Got to run. Concert. Hope hope it helped. Thanks okay. a lot for the call. You bet. All right, got to get a break in here. I just realized my website is neilsperry.com, and I realize I I uh, am going to use this ad. Just for a quick update on that's where you sign up for eGardens. That's where you can still get my book. This is the last, absolutely last time I'll mention. The first book is $36.95. The second and third shipped to the same mailing address uh, for Christmas gift giving are only $31 if the, if the order comes in before Tuesday, November 15. That's uh, that's the best deal that you will get, and that's at neilsperry.com, my website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. And it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, here we are 90 years later, and the Mueller name is known across the South as the finest in quality steel and workmanship. 
Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in Texas. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's much longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home. A roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller, Inc., Com. More after this message. All right, Neil Sperry back with you here, and we are at a point where I don't have any time for more calls. I hope you have a great gardening week, and I'll be back next week at the same time, same station. We have about 33 stations. Podcasts of this program are on my website uh, Monday evenings, and that's at neilsperry.com. Thank you for tuning in and uh, and uh, giving me a chance to visit with you. I love this hobby. It's the best hobby in all of the world. If I can uh, help you, uh, just uh, plan on calling next week. Join me on my Facebook page also, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Jared Taylor for a great job producing this. Until next week, happy gardening. <laughs>